Welcome. To Arcade Audio. episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet, sitting catty corner from me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Sitting in the vicinity of me on the couch. We're still on a couch, which is already appreciated versus other guest stars. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, for not living in Orlando and having to do it over Zoom. Is this the only, only one we've done in person? Justin, we did in person, but Justin, we did at the table, which was weird. Justin's weird, so it's 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 appropriate. It's appropriate. Uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. This is our Christmas episode. We're supposed to be our earlier in December episode, but we'll get into having kids and lives right now with our guests for December, the Andersons. Tim, Allie, how's it going, guys? Hey, uh, pretty good. Great. <laughs> You're not on a morning radio show. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> I like had a I had I like finished my cookie real quick while you guys are doing the intros. I did like a swig of beer. And the first thing that comes out, like, hey, how's it going? You're listening to WMFE. Yeah. The uh, Wumpf. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time that we record, she always starts. So I will inevitably, like, as soon as she starts, like, need to, like, take a swig of water. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Because now i got to entertain people because she's talking. No one can hear her. So... By the way, uh, if you're if you're new here, to both the listeners and you guys, uh, we're married. We talk about movies. We talk about our lives, and, and really just the two of us making fun of one another. Is mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, yeah. And then in between there, we talk about movies. And and we uh, decided to spice things up and invite other people to make fun of us on the just show you, as well. You My, yeah. of me as well. Specifically, trying to get us through as many of our favorite couples as possible, and we picked December for you guys because you are. You're gonna have your first Christmas with a little one. We are, yeah. So it's like the, the most like family thing to, I, we felt like to do is do it for December, which yes. was probably uh, poor planning and foresight because the holidays are stressful and busy and crazy to begin with. And it's like, <laughs> hey, we're gonna come over and record a podcast with you guys. Cool, great, awesome. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, like I don't know if, if we're. We'll just jump right into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as you guys pitched that you were gonna have us on board for the December movie. I had an inkling that another movie was going to be picked, <laughs> uh, which is Arthur Christmas. <laughs> yes. Why would that be? Why would that be the choice? Because I own two copies of Arthur. Christmas. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> and I don't I've been know why. For this so long. You must. I, you must love that movie. I got I, as a gift, I think, from two different people on the same year, and I was like, I guess I'll keep both. And then, uh, <laughs> have you seen it before you got the gift? Uh, no, I hadn't actually. So there's just two people that don't know you well. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I think to date we've still only seen it once. We've only so. seen it once, and then I cried. <laughs> like, several times during that movie. And when you guys, like, the first time I came to your house in Orlando, not this one we're in now, like, I was, I always, you know, when I'm going around, I always look for people's DVD collections, because that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
do you have two copies of Arthur Christmas? <laughs> like, yeah, and I've only seen it once and I cried. <laughs> I about fell out of my feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's heartwarming, you know? It's and it kind of, yeah, it has a kind of very tender moments. <laughs> so, I don't know, yeah. I cried. I think I've cried overall at, like, CGI, like, animated and more movies. than anything. Way more than any other, like, live-action movie. Absolutely. Yeah, well, Pixar will do that to you. I don't even know what studio did Arthur Christmas. I don't know. DreamWorks, I'm going to throw it out. Oh. That's probably way <laughs> off. It's probably, like, just, like, 20th Century Fox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... It was A24, actually. So you very much understood the false pretenses of what it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. And I will never forgive my wife. I didn't. He knew. He already knew. For blowing the spot up via the text message that we sent. <laughs> but it worked out well because, as we'll share in a few minutes, uh, your guys' list was my favorite list. Oh, thank you. That, wow. that we got. It was a, an actual difficult decision because you guys had asked, like, well, it's December... Do you want to do a Christmas movie or mm-hmm. movie? like whatever you guys would like to talk about on the show is totally appropriate. Yeah. So you send us like such a great like myriad of things that we were like, oh, I guess we'll do the Christmas movie. But it was it was a debate. It was a discussion. Really? Yeah, it definitely was. And we do have uh, coming up here in just a couple weeks our annual award show, where we have one category where it's the movie we should have watched. So anything we didn't pick can get nominated, and I and anything the guest stars have nominated. Is eligible for that, and I will definitely be picking at least one, if not two, of the movies you guys did. Oh, nice! There as well. Okay. So you'll, you're influenced, and we'll have you back on for that one. Cool, yeah. nice. Uh, but what we've been doing with the guest stars up front is just getting an idea of what's just like we do. What's going on in your lives? You guys have a a little one that you just put down uh, to sleep <laughs> um, for the evening. <laughs> yes. Uh, how, how's it going? Uh, I mean, it's great. I mean, I think he's a. Uh... He's been a great baby so far, and like, obviously, he's our first, so we don't really know first how parents, good we've got it. First but. Christmas, seven month old, yeah. slept through the night for the first time this Yay! week. Woo! Yeah. So big ups to Reed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's MVP. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll give him an honorary one. Honorary MVP. No, it's been great. We're looking forward to our first Christmas. Um, we're actually taking a full week off and just hanging out at home with That's them. Awesome. And Daycare's closed. We both have off work, so we're just gonna, you know, enjoy time. Yeah, enjoy it. We did that for the first time for Thanksgiving. We did it like her first birthday, and then for Christmas we did it the first time last year. And it is like, it's amazing. It, yeah. it makes it also makes you think like when you were a kid, because like that was the whole thing like the last day of school and like yeah. I have no responsibilities for two weeks, even though you're like fucking eight. Like the only responsibility <laughs> you have is like going to like class and stuff. Yeah, but it's the best. Well, I know when we had Jillian, she was a baby. It was prime time, especially like during like leave, to like really bang out entertainment. Mm-hmm. What was your guys's like game plan, and what did you accomplish in terms of like TV and movies and the time off you guys had? And even still now, because now it's like, what is there to do after like he goes to bed yeah. at seven o'clock? Let's just veg out on the couch and watch stuff. Yeah, I mean, so like even. Now, I don't think we, we really don't watch that many, like, TV and movies. Like, mm-hmm. we probably, since Reed's born, probably have done the most, like, TV and movie watching. Oh, yeah. Since we, we, the start of the relationship. We made a whole list of, like, all right, once he's here, we have, like, all these ideas that mm-hmm. we're finally going to watch. We got through, like, six of them. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Hey, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I, now I don't even remember what we watched. Well, we watched, we watched, we caught up on some of, like, the Marvel uh, yeah. TV shows. Like, we watched, like, WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um... We watched we got Mandalorian. We watched, yeah, we finished like Mandalorian. Um, 
I know there was a couple movies that we... Uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yes, we watched Marvelous Miss Maisel, like, the whole, like, series of that. (laughs) That was probably our, like, most enjoyed. Really? Like, of all those. I honestly don't. I think you guys are the first. So that's won, like, so many awards. And inevitably, there's always that show that, like, wins all the awards. It's like, who actually is watching this? And I always see it. Same thing with, like, Fleabag, where I'm just like, it looks great, but like I'm just not even convinced it's a real thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you enjoyed Marvelous Ms. Maisel? We did. It's on we did. Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it is on Amazon. And then we watched um, uh, what was the French movie where he's like Sherlock Holmes esque, or not movie? It's a uh, the, it's like a mini series. The series on Netflix. Um, uh, Lupin. 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 That was a great or something show. like that. Yeah. It's a it's a French like okay. mini series, but there's two series. Um, but it's basically seasons. this dude. Yeah, two seasons. But this is like this guy who like steals stuff from museums and like robs banks and stuff like that but like I don't know does it with like an air of mystique about him so it's sure. totally fine <laughs> oh yeah so it's, uh, it's okay uh, but yeah but yeah. as of late it's just been our, our goal is kind of to find like the cringiest Christmas yes. Hallmarky lifetime oh, movie oh that's um, perfect and there is a bevy of them nowadays yeah. like I, I, th- I feel like all the streaming services have just been like Oh, Hallmark's killing it with the like people are watching this stuff. Let's just go all in. And so it's like someone called uh the third female lead from Family Matters and this former child star that like hit a nun once and put right. him in Wyoming and they oh. find out what Christmas is all about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, DJ from Full House has been yeah. killing it on Hallmark. She's got, like... <laughs> Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa, yeah. Lisa Chabert is the, the Michael of Jordan Hall. of yeah. crappy Christmas Hall. movies. We did last year, we did a... a I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys borrow it. It's in a four-pack as well. It's a very merry toy store. It's Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. Oh, man. Oh. We just watched a Melissa Joan Hart movie. I think it came out this year called Dear Christmas. Uh-huh. Is this spelled D E E R? No, 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 D E A. But the lead dude's name, his name is Chris Massey. And like Al and I just both audibly groaned. But yeah, no, that movie was terrible. Oh yeah, a very very Toy Story was. It had it was one of the last roles of um. Oh my god, what's it? A Brian Dennehy. He's like hosting like this pancake luncheon. Uh-huh. Uh, Mario Cantone is in it, the, uh-huh. uh, the gay guy from Sex and the City. It, it's, it is. It was bad. Wild. It yeah. was, and it's also very it corporate. Good. Like it obviously was sponsored by like Parker Brothers or Hasbro yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they're like, oh, you should really try this brand new like doll it, things. Like, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Sorry. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah we, but we have. We, like, we, we during this time of year they're on prominent display at Walmart. So we'll uh-huh. like, go. We'll pick. Pick one up and we'll add it to our list because I think it's awesome. I I spend way too much time in Walmart in the Harlequin romance section and the Christmas movie section. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Preposterous. Yeah. Yeah. No, the the sheer volume of of like crappy Christmas movies that's like available now is just astonishing. And there's more, like, I think every day on Hallmark there's a new one that shows up. Yeah, like they do Christmas. Yeah, they do count on a Christmas. Yeah. It used to be like they would have one a day and now they advertise like, oh, 45 movies in 30 days. It's like, that's not even like. People have to miss stuff. Like, yeah, no, there's there's some people like 
in some writer's room just like cranking them out constantly that are just like hating themselves. I think at this point it's just artificial intelligence because you know, yeah, exactly. have the formula, you mm-hmm. just pick the list of like, mm-hmm. you know, conflict. Is it the cookie baking disaster or the corporate job that sends yeah. you to, you know, it's just, yeah. it's great. It's like mm-hmm. Mad Libs. And yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. it was like South Park or Family Guy a few years ago had the thing that was like, who writes for something? And it's just like a manatee tank and they just push these balls through a canister like yeah see this week's episode is this and this and that and that and that's exactly what those are it's like the octopus that uh, picked all the winners for the, <laughs> the Olympics yeah. or the Super like, Bowl yeah. yeah it's like yeah um, no I mean which I mean I don't know I think some of the movies that have come out on some of the streaming services have actually been like kind of a diamond in the rough relatively speaking mm-hmm. like I have I'm sure we all have like our own like handful of like top Christmas movies yes but like, Chris, I thought Christmas Chronicles was pretty good. Like, that's all the Kurt Russell considered. one, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's two of them um, now, right? And there's another one, one that came out this year called Eight Bit Christmas with. Uh, we, um, we've been, been wanting to I've watch that. I've been talking that. about it. I want yeah. to see. It. Yeah. yeah, it's being considered like a modern Christmas story one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's Neil Patrick Harris, and he's like, yeah, basically narrates his childhood, and yeah, it's, that's cool. It, it's a pretty good one. Um, yeah, we but yeah, most it. of the stuff has just been such a steaming heap. <laughs> Which, if you know me, you know I love right. bad movies. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I... Every time... So far, everyone's been, like, really nice with their picks. And we'll start segueing in the actual show. <laughs> but I'm waiting for one person. And uh, our next month guest, who I'll mention at the end of the show, sent, our, sent his list. And I was like, okay, there's a couple in there. I was like, this isn't a five-star classic or even, like, regarded as anything. But, right. like... I didn't even know what some of the movies were. Uh, what, well, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, That's what? kind of a weird taste. But there was one... Yeah. Uh, which maybe the, the movie we pick, I don't know. Uh, it's Major Pain. Okay. And I was just like, I want to see Major Pain all day long. Are you kidding me? Compared to like having to sit through, well, actually, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, which is the movie you guys pick? So your list, I've, uh, let me go to my poop report real quick because it's uh, probably known. Um, I just like keep books and notes and don't. Yeah, but you, but the, the problem is that like you think that you're getting one up on me by constantly referring to it as a poop report. You didn't name it the poop report. I know I didn't, but I mentioned it on the show once and now you're just running with it because you think I just say it to embarrass you. Why do you think people call me mullet? Because people used to call me mullet to make fun of me and I'm like, yeah, I know. Screw you. Now I'm mullet. (laughs) So now this is the poop report. Yeah, I know. Keaton Matavin. Yeah, but now you've like. (laughs) You're the one who keeps referring to it as the poop report, so maybe I'm the one who won in the end. The movies you guys nominated. Uh, Arthur Christmas was one, and we were like, all right, you know what? Which was like kind of a resigned, yeah. like, I guess. <laughs> we kind of felt like bad. Yeah. Uh, there was one... Should I put it twice, uh, just because I have two copies? <laughs> <laughs> so there are a couple movies, so Andrew's Angry is kind of weird. We mentioned, though, before we were recording, we were talking about Tick, Tick, Boom. Got to Vanessa Hudgens, and we were making fun of other high school musical actors. Uh-huh. Corbin Blue came up. We own four copies of this Corbin Blue direct-to-DVD movie called Freestyle that I actually, in our random selection, I've written down four times. So yeah, the joke is, it has the best odds of being picked of anything of the 2,000 that we have. Um, let me... There was one movie you guys picked that we'd already watched, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, let me go to your list. I didn't write that one down. Oh, Pitch Perfect. We've done okay. Pitch Perfect okay. before. Yeah, yeah. And two and three. Have you guys seen both of them? All uh, three of them? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I think sorry. we've seen all three of them. Yeah. But yeah, they man, nothing matches that first yeah. one. No, no yeah, like the, the first one was The just... third one might honestly be in my top five worst movies. Yeah, the third one was real bad. The, the third, third one, that was the one with Haley the... Seinfeld in it. Uh, she's in two and three. Yeah. Okay. Two is like, okay. okay. The third one, they're on a boat. 
Oh, it's like an action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the action like on the, the boat. Kidnapped or yeah, 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 the movie does. starts with like a boat blowing up, and it's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what is happening? There's a DJ Khaled period. Another one. You know, DJ Khaled doesn't have his period, but like he's just in it. <laughs> um, so the other one, so uh, you scratch Christmas Vacation, which was fine because we would have classified it anyway because we'd have to watch like all the vacations and it's driving me nuts every Christmas. I'm mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation. So and Elf, we just did a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So. Uh, mean Girls, uh-huh. Heavyweights. Yes. That was the one where I was like, oh, well, God. and I mean that that's the thing too. Like I didn't know because I can get real deep with heavyweights. Same. That's probably like my most watched movie of all time. <laughs> uh, I probably picked it. We were like, all right, what movies like do we re- we rewatch on yeah. repeat? Like, yes. And that's these were our heavyweights movies. are. This is actually good. You guys we're just gonna this episode. This episode is just gonna become about heavyweights. Heavyweights is quietly one of the, one of the most important movies of our generation because yeah. it's an Apatow movie that like they figured out how to do what they needed to do. But oh yeah, not here or there. Um, again, Warriors will talk about Love Actually, which was a movie that uh, we selected, and Samantha mm-hmm. will read the box for right now. And I've been told to watch this movie for twenty years, and it finally happened. Well, I mean, this is. The 10th anniversary edition, so... Which means this came out in 2013. <laughs> so it's... <clears throat> there's nothing on the front? No, I'm saying on the front there? No. Okay, go I, It says 10th anniversary edition, yeah. I uh, and I just read right, that. Hold, I gotta come over and spot check now. We have a competition going, so... <sighs> and it... Uh, look, I had to peel off this thing. Good, this was good. In the way. Keeping it honest. One of the great Christmas movies, says Entertainment Weekly. Feel the love this holiday season with the Love Actually 10th Anniversary Edition. You're like breathing down my neck. I just have to breathe. No. <laughs> Funny, charming, and heartwarming, this delightful romantic comedy follows eight couples whose lives intersect shortly before Christmas. Headlined by an incredible roster of stars, this beloved film also features early movie appearances by Martin Freeman, The Hobbit franchise, Andrew Lincoln, The Walking Dead, January Jones, Mad Men, and Thomas Sangster, Game of Thrones. From the makers of Bridget Jones's Diary and Notting Hill, it's the perfect companion for every Christmas. You go fuck yourself. Ow! You didn't throw it at me. Our daughter's right there. You don't even know what just happened. Hi, Uh, Jillian. If you mess up reading the box, you get a point, and then when you get to a certain uh, point, the other person gets to pick the movie that we watch, and it's very contentious, so that's why I'm checking to make sure you did okay. Uh, Good job. Thank you. Good Thank you so much. So actually, I think it came out in 2004. 2003. Did it come out in 03? Okay. Yeah. So this movie actually has a very special place in my heart. Um, it was my uh, my late drama teacher's favorite movie. Okay. And I had just started working in the at the theater when this movie came out in 2003 uh-huh. when I was a junior in high school. And um, of course, that comes with perks. Like you get the free movies and stuff, but we also you get access to posters. So my teacher was like, "Hey, can you like get me the Love Actually poster? I would mean the world to me." So I got it for her for Christmas. Uh-huh. She like loved me Aww. forever because of it. Aww. And then yeah, she she passed away a few years ago. So I and I had never seen the damn thing. Wow. I I don't know what it was that I just missed it because it's not. It definitely skews more on like the feminine side. It's a romantic comedy more than anything else. Yes. And I, I, it just never... It also got kind of like mixed reviews when it came out. Mm. And it didn't become a classic until like recently, especially when it became a little like memeable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a great cast. I mean, the cast... Yeah. The cast the, is fantastic. It's been one of the worst back of the... 
packages ever because like how dare you mention January Jones when like <laughs> the front of this box is what the front of this box right. is. Yeah. Um, but what what is your guys' history with, with this movie? Was well, this was this your choice or was this Alex? No, Sally's this was choice. mostly during my alley. But well, we well so kind of like you, like I definitely was like, oh no, that's like a girly movie, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. When I was younger, um, I I hadn't watched it for many years, and then like we had started dating, like, you kind of started dropping, hey, we should watch Love Actually, because it's, like, very big in your family. It is. Um, and I was like, I've never seen this movie. I didn't even know this was, like, a Christmas movie. I thought this was sure. some, yeah. like... Like a Valentine's Day kind of Yeah, I thought it was, like, a skewed, yeah, notebook you know? kind of, yeah, whatever yeah. type of thing. I sure. was like, you know, whatever. I didn't even know, yeah, any anything about it. So, yeah, we, like, sat down and watched it, and it was... Delightful. So. <laughs> well, so, yeah. and so the reason this movie's so big in my family, there's the scene where Jamie runs back to Portugal to yes, propose, yeah. and he Colin Firth. Colin Firth. Yeah. He turns yeah. around, and all of his little nieces and nephews say, "We hate Uncle Jamie," and I have an Uncle Jamie, so. Uh. Once me and all my cousins saw this, we thought that was hilarious. So, like, <laughs> that became, like, this was, like, before memes. Like, at holidays and gatherings, we would all, like, joke, we hate Uncle Jamie, and I'm sure, like, he loved it. But Well, and uh, Uncle Jamie is, like, the quintessential <laughs> uncle, I think. Sure. Like, <laughs> just, like, all the corny jokes and, like, everything like that. Like, he'd be the guy to be like, oh, you got something behind your ear, and, like, pull <laughs> Rip your ear off. Report it version. But yeah, so like, it wasn't until I came into the the Sweeney family, as it were, that I like found out about Love, Love Actually. But yeah, I mean, now we watch it every year, like religiously. At some point in time, it's up there with like, like for me, like Santa Claus is probably like number one. I know you really like Elf, so like it's like mm-hmm. Elf, Santa Claus, Love Actually are like at least the three that yep. we try to hit like every year. When we were talking about it after we watched it, I was like. And we, were, we mentioned this when we did our Halloween episode as well. Is that, uh, to me, at least, lately on like live TV, like it's either overboard or not at all. Like This year for Halloween, I felt like there was like, no horror movies, nothing yeah. no. really on. For Christmas, I've definitely felt like I've seen Home Alone yeah. 900 times. Right. <laughs> you, know, Elf. you know what I mean? Yeah. Elf. But like, I feel like it goes in cycles. Like You don't get a Christmas story because you get that for 24 hours of the day. Yeah. I feel like Christmas Vacation, they play like to start the season, and uh-huh. then like it kind of goes away. But on others, like this, like Fringe, like this is a Christmas movie. Uh-huh. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but sure. people argue about it. But like the Fringe ones, uh-huh. it goes in cycles. Like I used to remember seeing this like on the guide all the time and I never put it on. But now I feel like I never see it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because yeah. it skews more like, a, is it rated R? Or is yes, it, it's it is rated, rated R. R. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's like fucking this movie. Yeah. It's not on any streaming services right it's now. It's not, either. but I, I think it has been and like, for instance, like I had never seen the holiday, and we would just watch the holiday yesterday because it was on one of the. Was like, That's the Jack Black, Cameron Jack Black, Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yeah. and stuff like that. It's an Nancy Myers movie. Yeah, it yeah. sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I think I, I think the only person I know that likes that movie I think is Rich. Uh, RJ does because RJ was like, you "Gotta see this movie." It's <laughs> you should so know good. right there not to do it. He said it's his favorite Christmas movie. I know. Oh, I like, which like well, number one red flag for me was like Cameron Diaz as a lead. Like I hate. <laughs> Cameron Diaz so much. And I she hate Jack Black. The so worst. Yeah, and you have a weird bias towards Jack. Like, it's borderline uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> but, but, like, yeah, so it's just like, I knew I wasn't going to like this from the get-go. 
Um, yeah, and like, there's nothing Christmassy about it either. There's no. So it's the name, the holiday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they totally just breeze past. Christmas but we found Day. ourselves like defending Love Actually, mm-hmm. why it's a superior Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna guess that it is. Um, I I I did enjoy it. It definitely. What's it definitely? I felt was a little long. So it's it's a, for all intents and purposes like an anthology movie that yeah. gets interspersed uh-huh. with sure. all the different stories, and yeah. those are always hit or miss to me. Just in terms of like, they always tend to get like a little preachy or mm. get like a little yeah. too convoluted. Yeah. And this one didn't. It just was kind of like happenstance. Like, oh yeah, Emma Thompson, her brother or her nephew or whatever no, was, the, was, so was the prime minister. It was, was the brother. brother. And then mm-hmm. they, of course she is married to Alan Rickman, who is of course now dealing like it felt natural in yeah. how it was put together. Uh, but the the biggest thing that I have with like uh, anthology movies is, and same thing with like sketch movies is it, they're going to be uneven because you're not going to be able to from beginning to end have every story that's just slant. And this one's got a few like real clunkers which will yeah. kind of break down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there's others that are just just like you said, just delightful. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. and it's easy. Um, we own this because of you. Um, what is? How did you get into the Love Actually cult? I mean, there's a lot of British people in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you're probably related to half the cast. <clears throat> yeah, I was gonna say. I, mean, I think so. Th- this movie is yeah. pretty big in the UK. I think it pro- probably got pretty big in the UK before even getting big. Bigger yeah, here. Bi- yeah. It did well here. It had yeah. um, it had like box office legs. Like it didn't like yeah. become a blockbuster or anything, but like it was solid throughout the entire season. Yeah. So I mean, that's. I mean, it's just like the Britishness and the, you know. Not the Christmas part, but the Britishness was really the main driver. Mm-hmm. But half of my family, so I'm Jewish, and so my what? blood relatives are Jewish. <laughs> Sorry, Jilly. <laughs> but, but a lot of my cousins and stuff celebrate Christmas as well, because um, they married people who weren't Jewish. And so Christmas is still really big throughout my whole family as well. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's a great movie. I yeah. just, yeah, it's just something... Um, I don't even remember when I first saw it. I think I was home, like, on a break from school. I didn't see it when it first came out. Um, so I think it was a couple years after. The the thing I was going to, like, ask if you had any, like, knowledge about that I didn't even know about until I, like, looked it up more was the whole, like, Christmas number one thing. With the song. Oh, it's like an actual That's thing. That's sort of like a backdrop and, for the whole movie. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that was such a big thing, like, over... Neither did I. So like, and, like, UK and so, stuff. Is it? Like, it is, I, right? I, well, I'm American. <laughs> and, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, yeah. I, it, I think it must be. Yeah. But not that I have any, like, intimate knowledge of. So I do appreciate that structure and that that is the one story that there isn't any connection to any other characters in it's the movie. It's just like an yeah. overarching... But it yeah, overarches the, all the them and it's the through line. Through. So I did appreciate that. Yeah. The That was easier to digest than some of, like, the transitions. Like, uh-huh. like very early on, so the Martin Freeman... Uh, Storyline is there like stand-ins for like it's not a porn, is it? No, it, it, it's just a love scene in a it's, drama. It's not a porn, but there's a lot of like fucking. <laughs> okay, but we don't know. If, is it the same? They're body doubles, right? Yeah, right, body right. doubles. So is it the same movie that they're in? Maybe, maybe it's I, a movie. Maybe it's like a mini series, like a. I think Downton it's the same Abbey. movie because they they disappear. Like they're 
pretty prevalent earlier, and uh-huh. then like as time passes, like you don't see them as mm-hmm. much. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I feel like it's one movie because yeah, you're only true. seeing them like when they're needed on set. Right. But, like so, you have a scene where like you know Martin Freeman is massaging her breasts, uh-huh. and like and then the next scene is Liam Neeson at his dead wife's wake, and it's just like yeah. God, that's a jarring total. Yeah, yeah, yeah There's, that's a, there's a lot of hardships in <laughs> yeah. the movie uh, like that. Um, yeah, that can kind of throw you for a loop. Because it also gets so like the movie begins. So this is a, a post nine eleven movie. Yes, that has to tackle, you know, like the the, the backdrop of it is how happy people are at the airport, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when you're seeing your, your loved ones off uh-huh. and how it changed after 9-11 because now, like, you can't go, like, you still just be able to wait at the gate and, and sit and wait for your... Yeah, now you have to wait at baggage Yeah, now you have to wait, or, like, yeah. or the cell phone lot or yeah, whatever yeah. now. <laughs> but, like, it starts with, like, you know, the, the, the drapings of 9-11 and then it goes into <laughs> Bill Knight, he's singing his stupid song. Right, right, right. And I'm like, okay, so this is gonna, like, try to, like, pull up my heartstrings and, like, uh-huh be dramatic but it's also going to be really cornball cheesy yes. sure, but it's sure. also rated r so i'm like right. I'm very, i don't know what to i'm expect, very tentative right? to yeah. give you a lot of me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but early I, and I, eventually it eases in once uh <laughs> the stories that i like like got you know further along yeah but i think it's also something like a started out with a seven subject that's really relatable like i remember the first time that like you were away from jillian and, like, we came and picked you up from the airport. Oh, I was... Like, the first time. And, like, her face, like, she was, like... She was probably Reed's like, age, I think. Yes. Or close to it, yeah. Uh, it was a little September, older. So yeah, was, she was, like, 10 she months. She was, like, 10 months old. But, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, I get what they were, like, trying to portray. And I think everybody kind of sees that may not be an airport, but, like, mm-hmm. that reunion with family yeah. and, and stuff. Um, it's something that's really relatable, and I think that's one of the things that this movie does really well, is make a lot of the stories relatable. Mm-hmm. Would, would you guys prefer it, so the the intertwined characters are, are vital, but would you prefer, I think I personally, and maybe this because of my background as well, being like in sketch, I feel like I almost would prefer it if we got like, here's a story, and on to the next, and here's a story, and on to the next, like... Mm-hmm. To a certain extent, I would, but also, like, you don't get payoffs like some of the stuff we already talked about with certain characters end up being tied to others. Yeah. Would, would that make a difference to your overall enjoyment or, or possibly make it worse to you? Um, I think I like the way they did it overall because I think the whole thing is supposed to be done chronologically like it's oh true leading up leading up to christmas and then kind of like the days after like what are all these people doing kind of leading up to the holiday you know they're finding new love or you know old love or you know in some guys cases you know platonic love in some other cases yeah like familial love and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so yeah like how it kind of is like leading up to the holiday and there's a couple I don't know if we're just diving into the meat of it right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But there's a couple, like, you know, climactic events that are already set up from the beginning, like the Christmas number one and, like, them mm-hmm. announcing that. Sam going on to, like, play in this... Um, pageant. In this pageant, like, yeah. this whole pageant that's kind of, like, you know, kind of hinted at the whole time. And so I think everything's kind of building up to those sort sure. of events. Yeah, the um, guy going to America. And, yeah, and so while it's a little disjointed, at least like chronologically, it's all makes kind of sense. Right, right. The same I think time. it's hard to think back to like what we might have thought the first time we watched it because now like you watch everything through a lens of like you know what it's building up yeah, towards right, right. and like 
Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, this was my first, like, I knew it was all these stories, but I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be, like, just some big sprawling, I'm trying to think of an example. Well, I think that the best way to compare it would be, like, like a Tarantino chapter-ish kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Or, um, I'm trying to think, we just watched a movie that kind of was like this. With the intertwined characters. So like Mother's Day, wasn't that one? Yeah. It's kind of like... Um, Valentine's well, Day. Well, I think this yeah. whole, this whole like, concept was kind of popular in the early to mid-2000s, right? It was like Crash, and there was like Babel. Yeah. And yeah. Like all these movies where it's like all these people sort of know each other. Yeah. I mean, Crash and Babel are <laughs> very different from Love Actually. But like... <laughs> just slightly. Just slightly. <laughs> Only one. One best picture. Right. All I'm saying. Uh, Crash for life. Yeah. Should don't even record me if you don't say that, but I... Uh, but yeah, like all these kind of you know people and like how they're related to each other and stuff like that, and, you know, yeah. finding out those relationships. Um, I, I'm pulling up like the cast because it is an ensemble cast. Oh Absolutely. yeah, it's, and it's fantastic. Like, massive. So um, like, I, I definitely want to <laughs> not like power rig necessarily, but I want to uh-huh. get everyone's like favorite story and least favorite story. Okay. Um, as I already said, Ali took a breath as that was going to be difficult for her to pick. Yeah. Um. I think mine are probably pretty easy, um, and they're probably going to be controversial. Okay. Uh, so I think my favorite, my favorite would be the Bill Nighy story. Yeah. Like <laughs> that, that is very much like my sensibilities. Like he absolutely crushes it, and I want to, I want to make sure I throw him out as, in the MVP conversation when we get to it later mm-hmm. on. I. Especially because like just having fun. As soon as it started, yeah. I was like, "Oh God, Bill Nighy singing. That's a little rough." <laughs> I saw this movie starting. Oh boy! And then like I saw just how much fun he was having and how much it just worked. It it really tickled me from beginning to end. Um, a, a close second would probably be the Hugh Grant storyline. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, kind of for the same reason that uh-huh. Hugh Grant just carries it. Uh, sure. Gets to own Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, and and it's a nice love story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll do everyone's favorites, and then we'll go to to Lise. So, uh, so mine is I think mine is the the Hugh Grant Prime Minister storyline. It's not very like believable, but it's like cute. You know, yeah. he's like yeah. coming into this new role. He's like, you know, you just kind of get his like youthfulness and like fun and this like little romance that's not supposed to happen, mm-hmm. and then like breaking into the child pageant oh and the caroling that's oh, one that of my scene. favorite scenes we can get into that a little bit more in depth but when they start singing good king winceless and that guy goes super deep with the with the bass like his driver <laughs> yeah. and I, I that's think, like the best well like hugh grant had been in like so many like rom-coms leading yeah. up to oh, this. Yeah, yeah. he was the guy he the like, guy. introduced us to like british humor and yeah. like you know mm-hmm. we like loved that so Absolutely. i think that's always been one of my favorites he has these like little british zingers that are he's like well, yeah, we're just trying to get around to all the flats by Christmas or something. Yeah, yeah. It's the right amount of fantastical whimsiness that you want in a Christmas movie. Yeah. Plus you get the British Hugh Grant sensibilities yeah, right. that you come to love with Nine Months, Notting Hill. Yeah. And he, he just does it. It seems so effortless yeah. for him. Like, oh, it absolutely. Just, it's, it, it just is so natural. Especially by then. Like, you figure he had done it for, like, ten years. Like, when you go back and watch, like... Nine... your fucking phone up. You just nine... your fucking phone <laughs> up. I'm sorry. Blame on Ian Tucker, okay? Uh, when you go back and watch, like, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Nine Months, like, 
it's like he's still figuring out like he almost feels like kind of like forced to them where like this and he could just yeah. confidently like dance through a scene yes. as the prime minister yeah. and yeah. just like he's Absolutely. just living his best yeah you're like that's the prime minister yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's, that's it, it. That's exactly it. well that's what I would say I would, like I would argue actually like it might be the most or not the most but maybe one of the most believable of all the stories mm-hmm. of just like the prime minister you know he has this um She's not a secretary. She's like a... Like a like, Somebody like in the cat, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like an intern or something like that. And, like, he falls for her and, like... So the, is it your favorite? The, the, What's your favorite? Well, so, so I was going to say, my favorite is the Martin Freeman storyline. <laughs> 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 pervert! Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be very short-lived because I think it's the only... It's, like, to me, it's the most, like, human one. Like, where they're both sure. sort of just, like... Co-workers even, with a crush. Yeah, even though you don't, like, yeah. They're co-workers with a crush with, like, a crazy twist on it that they've, sure. like, seen each other naked and they're right. doing, like, these sexual acts on each other. But, like, deep down, both of them are, like, kind of awkward, but, like, very, just feel, like, human, you know? They um, talk about the traffic, the yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, the little kiss they have at the end is, like, very endearing compared to, like, you know, all the other kind of other storylines. And uh, the only thing I think that's kind of weird is, like, they maybe date for a month and then they become engaged. Yeah. Um... Like, at the end, they're like, oh, I'm engaged, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I think, like, between those two, like, I, I think that would probably be my... You're talking about in that uh, Harry, unnecessarily, unnecessary, like, Harry Potter epilogue that we got? Oh, yeah, we're like, <laughs> yeah, what's everyone doing now? Yeah, exactly. Which you need for these kind of movies, I get it, but sure, I almost sure. prefer, like, when they're, like, in their own thing and not just like, everyone's at the airport now! Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really... I liked the, um, like, the familial love, um, storyline with, um, Liam Neeson and, what's the boy's name? He's in a lot of stuff. Thomas Sangster? Sangster, that's the Game of Thrones kid? I don't watch Game of Thrones. He was also on Queen's Gambit. He was. And that's what I remember him from. Right, and I'm like... This kid looks so little. Literally, like, RJ and I were like talking about this earlier today, and he's like, "Oh yeah, the kid from Game of Thrones." And I was like, "He's not in Game of Thrones." And yeah. he's like, "He's literally in three seasons of Game of Thrones." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "There's no way," because I, I watched all of Game of Thrones, um, albeit like sometimes half paying attention, and then like I went back and I was like, "Oh my god, this guy was in like yeah. a lot of Game of Thrones." So, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked that one too. That, yeah. probably, that probably be number three on my list. Uh-huh. It's lower just because of, like I said earlier, like how like morbid it starts, sure. but then it becomes like really uplifting, really sweet, mm-hmm. right. which is great to see Liam Neeson not just fucking kill people. <laughs> yeah, like he's like kind of cutting loose, and also it it also is tragic in that like you figure a few years later like he legitimately loses his wife, yeah. um, in real life. So like yeah. if you have that knowledge watching it now, it's different, but. Well, yeah. And thanks I, for I, stealing all my thunder. I appreciate <laughs> sorry, it so much. Thanks, bud. No, I just thought that was really sweet, and I like that you know that father son, and it was like a stepson. So I don't know what that if there's that awkwardness yeah. and like how that all plays in, like if he was actually adopted by him or what. Like they don't go into all that, but I just thought it was great, like that camaraderie that they developed and stuff, and. Let's be clear, though. We already made clear this was a post-9-11 movie. <laughs> that kid's going to, like, Gitmo yeah. <laughs> at the end of this movie oh, yes. for what he pulls off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, running through the airport like that, yeah. Yeah, he fooled once it's tackled nowadays. Uh, least favorite. Are you leading this one again, or am I? Oh, no, yeah. Hey, go, I'm, please, go yeah, it. go for it. So my least favorite, actually, I was, like, I was thinking about this. Um, I think 
I actually have to give it to Colin, the guy that goes overseas. Um, yeah. Because it's like such a stupid, like, male, like, stupid fantasy thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to go overseas to America. And, like, I have this weird, um, weird kind of, like, theory that I sort of, like, came up with when I realized, like, how much I didn't like this storyline. Mm-hmm. Where, actually, he um, dies in the plane on the way over to Milwaukee. <laughs> and the whole thing is this weird, just, like, dream. Dream slash, like, afterlife. Like, Dawn's of Valhalla. Like... Yeah, exactly. But I guess that whole theory is squashed because he, like, comes back with, with the girls. Or he whatever. goes back with, like, Elijah Cuthbert. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this it's is like not Eliza Cuthbert. No, no. So, well, so this movie is like yeah, prime like, yeah. two thousand and three, yeah. like hot girl era. Yes. So her the girl next door. Uh, what was that? Shannon, movie? yeah, uh, Alicia Cuthbert from Girl Next Door in twenty four. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, American Pie, January, January Jones. Jones. Don't from get me Mad started Men. yet. Not then. Um, and there's a fourth one too. Uh, Soon to be Mad Men. Elisha Dushku, is she one or no? She no. was not in this. She one. might as well have been. Uh huh. I can't remember the other one, but yeah, she probably yeah she didn't yeah. she didn't make anything with her. No, <laughs> yes, she did. It was, was it Heather Graham. No. no. Denise Richards, right? Oh yeah, it was Denise Richards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she oh, didn't s- make anything since. You stupid. <laughs> was it Denise Richards? <laughs> it's it. Yeah. Carla. That's that's the one that comes. The hot one. That comes in later. The hot one. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. they said, okay. with the cowboy hat. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, I don't know. I just thought that whole thing is, like, so stupid, and the fact that it actually, like, works out is even... Even like stupider. More dumb, yeah. yeah. and, like, everyone's trying to find, like, love and relationships, right, right, right. and he's like, I just want girls, and right, right, I just right. want to fuck. Yeah. Well, but and, and, like, if I can just go on a, a small fun. little tangent here, because I know... And this also got my blood boiling slightly the other day when we watched uh, The Holiday, because uh, I just can't stand Cameron Diaz. <laughs> but, like, the whole trend, I think, in, like, the late 90s, early 2000s, for women was just, like, as skinny and, like, gaunt as, like, possible yeah. was, like, attractive. And there's so much, like, subtle fat shaming in this movie when you really look at it. Like, they tear apart the girl that Hugh Grant is into, which, like, is not fat. It's not even, not su- it's not even subtle. Yeah. I think even, doesn't even Hugh Grant have yeah. a line where he's he like, goes, right, right, right. Mm, that's what right, yeah. yeah. And, right. Then, and then, like, uh, Aurelia, the, the Portuguese girl, mm-hmm. her sister is called, like, Miss Dunkin' Donut, like, 2003. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, there's another thing where Aurelia, again, like, when she's with Colin Firth in the cottage and she's like, don't eat so many like croissants. You're getting, you're already getting fat and stuff like that. There's always like little like fat digs, like fat shaming digs, like all over this movie, like weirdly. And so then like, it just culminated in like, of course there's like four rail thin, like supermodel. At the end of the, yeah. That that are like the object. Yeah. Of course American. I also, the thing that bothered me was more so like the like, American versus like British tones to it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The ultimate thing is to go to America and find like the hot woman and yeah, then like yeah, yeah. get your clothes ripped off by her. And uh-huh. it's just like, uh, it's like that's our. I mean, granted, that is a probably accurate depiction of us. Especially two thousand three, it was sure, accurate. Sure. But yeah, I, I that was my second uh-huh. least favorite was that scene, mostly because of all the players involved in it as well, uh-huh. uh, which I want to get into when we get into. Yeah, I didn't like that storyline but I, I can't tell if that's my least favorite storyline or the Kira Knightley storyline I mean least favorite oh, storyline yeah. and it may just be because I don't know if I like Kira Knightley or not like I still <laughs> haven't decided uh add her to my list in this movie 
I will really? Say. Yes. We were talking. So I have a running list. We'll share it of like it's the free pass list. Okay. It gets odd. Um, <laughs> it strictly comes from movies we've watched on this podcast or just conversations come up on the podcast. Alf is on it. Um, <laughs> just as an example. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, in this movie, yeah, Kira Knightley like just works. Huh. For me. Can't wait to watch Pirates of the Caribbean with you. <laughs> oh, probably it's like a couple years later. It won't work for me by then. No, I actually think it's the same year. Shit. Uh, so that's mine. And if you don't know Love Actually going in, the one thing you do know is, is the card. The card. Is the yeah. cue card thing. Yeah. So this whole time, my whole life, I've been led to believe it is this amazingly romantic moment. It where, is. Like, he sweeps her off her feet. He and, does, like, but they can't be together. Well, he's a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> he is a... He's his best love. friend's new wife. It's his best friend's new and wife. And then she kisses him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the she, part what? that really kind of sets it off, is like yes. when she runs up and kisses him at the end, it's like, man, I mean, that is, there's that so many is, mixed things going on here. Like, what are you even trying to tell this guy? Not even any boyfriend. Chewy Telegia for. Yeah. I love a good Chewy. Add Chewy Telegia for to my list while we're at it. Put some respect on his name. That's how you say it. Oh, and then no, no, I'm saying no. I'm like, oh, like, like, Kira Knightley. Oh, Kira Knightley. I think you're saying like you're saying it wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, I've yeah, practiced no. this for years. Like, okay, he, for like, serenity. He creepily filmed his best friend's wife on their wedding day, like zooming in, like right. kept the, yeah. and then he showed up with cards to profess his love. But then he walked away and he quietly says, "Done," as if like this obsession and like He's put it perversion he had is just was like, only oh, because it's, it's it was resolved. his best friend's it's girlfriend now. slash wife slash whatever. Yeah, also, because just just since I looked this up and it's really funny. So Andrew Lincoln, the guy who plays Mark mm-hmm. and the guy from Walking Dead, uh-huh. uh, his real name is Andrew James Clutterbuck. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> his stage name is Andrew Lincoln. So can you imagine <laughs> if your name is Clutterbuck? <laughs> it's just gonna be bad for you. You gotta change that name. That that's and, that's and just Kieran, goes to show Kieran Knightley's hanging out with a guy named Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck. <laughs> How bad Hollywood is! Like, why can't Andrew Clutterbuck be a, a star? He has to be Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, that was a, such a shock for me. Is that yours as well, Allie? So I I do have issues with both of those, but my least favorite is Laura Lenny and Carl. Yeah. Because silence the fucking phone like yeah <laughs> every, and like the thing is she doesn't even get a happy ending and like yeah. I mean, she doesn't deserve one either like mm-hmm. i i empathize with her her situation but every year i pick it apart more and more and i'm like okay he calls and he's so talkative and he's like having all these like psychotic breaks and then she visits him and he's like silently hitting her so i'm like which is it is he psychotic or and I don't know. I just have so many issues with that storyline. And then it doesn't even end up, like, happy. She's no. kind of back with, like, Carl just, like, waving from a distance. So. Yeah, yeah, no. And also, that... he's way out of her league, so that's, like, my other thing with it. Like... <laughs> yeah, he would never go for her, yeah. 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 Laura Liddy, so... Uh, I my, agree with My favorite exactly. trivia, so those were, we hit our, the top three, 100%. Uh, my favorite, like, trivia for this movie that I found out was the director kept, like, auditioning people for the Laura Liddy part. And this, they weren't fitting. I just want somebody like Laura Liddy, goddammit. They're like, just call Laura Liddy. Because she wasn't British. They didn't want to do it. So I she see. came in, crushed it. And that's how she got the part. That's, that's but funny. He that's basically funny. wanted her, but British, she, that didn't exist. Right. Uh, yeah, it's also because it's played up. So there's so many things that are played up for like laughs or like British sensibility, I feel like. Like even like the Alan Rickman story. 
is like very much shades of like the Clark Griswold thing and Christmas Vacation, really any vacation movie. It's like going after the hot woman, but God darn it, he's a good family man and mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. And in this, like, oh no, he's not. He bought the fucking necklace. Right. He's a piece of shit. Right. Same thing with the Laura Linney thing. It's like, ha ha, he he, their tryst keeps getting interrupted. And, yeah. Right. Oh, they've been waiting for it for so long. It's like, oh, why did it get interrupted? Oh, because her brother has like mental disabilities mm-hmm. and needs like care. And it's just like, Right, but, okay, but I think... Okay, that's the choice you made. Yeah. Yeah, but then I think it also, like I said, I think all of these storylines are relatable in a way. And like, it's I realistic. get it. It's like, it's realistic. It's like that familial guilt that you do end up feeling, especially during the holiday time, mm-hmm. when you have family who you aren't close to, but you're obligated, but you feel that obligation to, mm-hmm. or family you are close to, and you want to still be like that good person and like yeah. you're a good person inside like you know so I kind of I get it I didn't like the storyline yeah. yeah. you know like silence the foam but I can understand it but I didn't enjoy it as yeah. much yeah. Emma Thompson said in an interview like her like very dramatic scene of like realizing the necklace wasn't for her crying in her bedroom like she was like that was from experience because her ex-husband cheated on her with Helena Bonham Carter and she, and she was like I was the woman oh my God. who found the necklace so she was like that was like real life yeah so I think Ooh. they I don't know it, it is interesting that these all weren't like you know the perfect like happy love stories like they had enough yeah. like conflict and sadness yeah there was depth and shades of gray yeah. to them that, that made them that like it's hard to find at least one of these that's like you can't relate to or like, like know that somebody went through that's ultimately right. why I, I liked it in terms of my expectations. But my, my verbatim notes were, that's it? <laughs> that's the famous card scene? Yeah. And she gives him a kiss? Ugh, with four Gs. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I couldn't. We watched it with my mom, who had never seen it before. So like I'm always like subdued watching movies with my mom because I just want to start. Um, and because she makes enough commentary for all of us. and Yeah, it's true. She'll make little, like, tisks and, like, oh, what's that? And it's, it's terrible for a movie like this because she, she's old now, so she doesn't know what, really what's going on. <laughs> um, she would be the person that's calling me so trying to have sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so, I did, I, I, like, audibly, like, like was angry for that. And then when January Jones came on the screen, I literally got loud. I went, oh, no. <laughs> I, just, I just can't with her. Um, so... My actual favorite part of the movie, not because it kind of intersperses multiple stories, is Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and like the play because you get to see the payoff of like two of the three best stories yeah. of the movie, which yeah. is the boy playing in the band mm-hmm. and uh, the prime minister getting caught like behind the curtain kissing right. the woman uh-huh. off to the airplane, mm-hmm. and even like. I, I don't like where the Alan Rickman story went because the whole time you're like, it's so refreshing to see Alan Rickman just not be like a jerk in a movie. Right? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, he's he's a fucking <laughs> jerk. And the story lacked him subtly, but then you get how awesome, and now I didn't see that, that story about actually happened to Emma Thompson, her crushing that scene. And she's like one of our five greatest living fucking actresses, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, that whole like little stretch is just... Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and to your point you made earlier, it makes sense because it's been that chronological, chronological and building up. If it had just been uh, a sketch movie, yeah. like if been, I'm going to say movie 43, but that's a bad example. That's one of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. <laughs> then you're not going to get any sort of investment or yeah. emotion to it when she gets to that point. Well, another kind of little interesting little bow on it that I think we've found out after watching it several times is like uh, 
Liam Neeson's character makes a comment to Sam where, like, the only woman that he would, like, forget his mom about is, like, Claudia Schiffer. Mm-hmm. Yes. She ever, like, showed up, like, that would be it or whatever. And, like, she is that kid's mom that he meets yeah, at absolutely. the end of that, like, pageant. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that kind of, like, closed his, like, kind of storyline a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that like, was good. Grieving and everything like that. Yeah, that was another, I think I did one, <laughs> like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah I mean, if you recognize it, you get it right, right. away. It, it rewards you for paying attention. Uh, what story did we not tackle? And so I know we started with Uncle Jamie, but we didn't really get into the Colin Firth story. Yeah. It's kind of middle of the road yeah. for me. I like the ending of it once we get to see like her family and not uh-huh. necessarily Miss Dunkin' Donut 2003. <laughs> but uh, but the, the rest of it, I, I it eventually got... It got me. It was a big skip until yeah. you know, the, the second part of it. Yeah. I always liked that storyline. Um it's cute when they're both like saying the same things yeah. in English. And they don't know and it. Portuguese, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's also very relatable because I've seen like like living in this area and like working. There's a lot of Brazilians. Yeah, we have a lot of Brazilian Portuguese. people in this uh-huh. area, and I've seen like like those couples that have been together like 34 years, and I still really don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's it's really beautiful and endearing. Um, do, do we hit all of them? I think that was most, oh real real quick and it's been it's been like called to our attention before on like other things but like uh, if you go back and watch the the kiss that Colin Firth has with mm-hmm. Aurelia is one of the worst like movie kisses of all time like really? he just absolutely destroys it in like the worst possible way. Oh like does he God. miss? Like what he doesn't <laughs> miss, remember. but it's just terrible. He's like he's got hands everywhere and his mouth is yeah, like, it's like the, closing. It's I think I think after great. that you're you're like, you know what, Ugh. Colin man, let's just put you in some dramas, you know. <laughs> let's put you in King Speech or something and we'll just, you know, no more kissing scenes for you on camera. Colin, buddy. you want to win an Oscar and hang out with Meryl Streep in Greece. Let's <laughs> right. do that instead. Because yeah. yeah, I mean yeah, just go back and watch it. It's it's absolutely terrible. The one character I guess we haven't tackled that's on the box is Rowan Atkinson. Oh my gosh, what a gem! <laughs> I think he was supposed to have a much larger role. Isn't it basically like like rumored and assumed that he was supposed to be like the like the angel or like the overseeing person? Like, yeah, basically stringing this all yeah. together. But yeah, that gift wrap scene is great. Hilarious! Yes. It's the best. It's so quotable. It's so quotable, and it's just like. It's just outrageous, outrageous, like uh-huh. outrageous. Like it's actually something like we say, like when someone's being slow now to each other, like could you be quite quick? Like it's just like become. Yeah, it's great. The flash of a moment. Yeah, yeah. He like in that scene and the scene where he's like distracting the TSA agent or whatever yeah, for yeah. money for the kid to get by at yes. the end. Like yeah. The one thing that's interesting to watch like a post-Trump uh, U.S. president and Billy Bob Thornton, you're like, wow, you're actually like a better like it, you at the time it's probably like oh that's such an over-the-top like cringy u.s president yeah. but now you're like wow that's like subdued it's like oh they actually right. nailed it yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's was, a great representation could the politics be any more vague oh great the president's a creep yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but even still like like you said like it's i didn't see it so at least i can know it's not as bad as what right. we live through yeah exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's horrible in that regard. Uh, the one thing, this movie also doesn't pass, like, the Scrubs test for me. So I remember Bill Lawrence always had this thing on Scrubs where, like, if I ever had to have, like, a woman, like, in, like, her bra or underwear, like, I'd make sure, like, the Todd comes in and, like, his banana hammock is just like, hey, what's going on, guys? Like, it was even. This movie, like, is pretty one-sided in terms of, like, the titillations. Like, 
Which I, is, I didn't need to see Laura Linney without her shirt on. Come on, like you could have done something else with that. Right? Think, she didn't leave her shirt on I for think crying out loud. That's also interesting when the one of the very first things that you guys said about this movie was that it was much more like a feminine skew, oh, it's, and it's just all it's titties not, all over the screen. Right. Yeah, like because you got you got two full bare ones. Yeah, well, four four bare ones, not like just one tit hanging out. <laughs> um, but then also like the secretary is just like the. Goo goo gaga eyes of affection of, ever, yeah. of whoever oh, sees her, yeah, yeah, yeah. type thing. Um, yeah, it is a little. It's odd, actually but, like I, right? I, the the secretary, like her whole character seems so like one note to me. Yeah, like she's almost like you know sent from hell to just like specifically like seduce Alan Rickman. Like that's sure. her yeah. only like yeah. character motive. Like she has. Like, no other... She's like a robot or something, you know? Like, you should write the sequel, and it's all about Rowan Atkinson as the angel, and that actress is the devil. <laughs> exactly. We're like a whole... In America. Like yeah, a whole yeah, new... Yeah. Like, like kind of like Colin, how the that whole thing of, like, him going to Milwaukee and everything is, like, so, like, played up, like, fantasy. Like, I almost got that with her character. Mm-hmm. Like, she was just, like, so... Yeah, it's like Alan Rickman had no choice but to, like, buy this necklace. Right, right, right. Like, right. He's, yeah, yeah. he's not at fault because she was so, like, seductive and... Let's get an MVP you would be at fault. I don't know why you looked at me right after Ali <laughs> said that. But that's not what I was doing. Well, so you're <laughs> just, clear. I was not. I would never. I don't even compliment like women when they they change their hair. There's like, hey, how's it going? Like expecting something. Like, have a good day. Like, I'm not saying anything positive about any woman. Good. That's not you. Good. Or my daughter. Good. I don't know what you want me to say to that. I agree. That's <laughs> oh, excellent. I was, I, was saying, I was gonna say it was a good time to share my list, but I forgot Jillian has my phone. Yeah, or has your phone? Has, so. She has the. My we'll, phone. We'll, we'll have to trade at some point. She can do block puzzle, so we can at least share my list. Okay. The episode's up. Do you want to play block puzzle? Okay, but she she heard that. I got really excited. Oh. Can you give mommy the phone? I got it. Okay, there you go. Let me make sure it's on quiet. Jillian, you want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Not, Not to <laughs> Maddie. Staying here. We're doing. We're doing. A, what did you call a podcast? What did she thought it was called? Oh, I don't I remember what she She did said. a podcast a few weeks ago, and she said she never wanted to do one ever again. So you could go back, and you can, go, you can play now. <laughs> you can say hi. Hi. They can't see you. Let me see real quick. Let me get off the commercial. Uh, there we go. There we go. Oh, I already started the game. Perfect. Uh, what is my free pass list, Samantha? That's, up to date. Okay. Is there a limit to how many you can have? Or? No. no. <laughs> oh, my God. Samantha has one as well. Hers is normal. Significantly smaller. All right. Maltless, J.K. Simmons, Anna Kendrick, Maggie Smith from the 70s and 80s, right. Scarlett Johansson pre-Black Widow, yep. okay. uh-huh. Ingrid Bergman, yep. Helen Mirren, Vanessa Shaw, Alessandra from the Master of None show, yep. Robert Redford, <laughs> Naomi Scott, Alf, Amy Jo Johnson, 1992 Meryl Streep, Just that. Uh-huh. Chrissy Swanson in the 90s. John Hamm. Yep. Late 90s, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Tara Strong. The voice of Harley Quinn. Yeah. 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 Sophia Vergara. 2004-2005, Rachel McAdams. Okay. Lily James. Camila Mendez. It's normal. Who, she's the girl from Riverdale. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Naomi Scott again. <laughs> Mid-90s, Mariska Hargitay. Yes. Maria Menounos. Yep. Tara Strong, but young. <laughs> She's also in a very merry toy store. <laughs> that's what that one's from. That's what that's from. Yeah. Uh, Anna de Armas. Yep. Uh, Priyanka Chopra. Yep. Uh, Christina oh, nice. Milotti. 
I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, oh, um, uh, the mom from How I Met Your Mother, and she's in Palm Springs. Okay. I think that's what sure. that is. Zazie Beetz as Domino. I heard him say, like, Zach Levi. I was like, I don't remember that one at all. Uh, Morena Baccarin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zendaya. Oh, Zendaya was already on your list. Oh, okay. You can take her off the I'll leave her on there twice. <laughs> Rosario Dawson. Uh-huh. Uh, Rashida Jones. Selma Hayek. You have, like, some, like, uh, diverse uh-huh. stuff. Uh, Ashley Judd. What? I don't know. Okay. Maurice. Raquel uh-huh. Welch with Fozzie. <laughs> Maria, uh, Mary uh, Steenbergen. That was from, a recent, yeah. From back, uh, from, uh, but like now. Not like, like Back to the Future. Which is so weird. Like old. Yeah, I want her old. <laughs> and then Bill Nighy in this movie. And Bill Nighy in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Raquel Welch was, we were randomly watching The Muppet Show. And like, Raquel, look at Raquel Welch. And then like Fozzie comes on, they do like a love duet together. And I'm like, I'll take them. <laughs> I'll take them both. And Al, throw them in there too. Walk a walk. Ooh, me, me, Alf, and Fozzie. Don't get us in there together. Yeah. All right. MVP and LVP. So this, um, Jay's my lesson. I'm pretty sure I know who my, my picks are. So it's always a combination of like who was the actual most important performance and best performer in the movie, and also like your personal favorite. It will be we'll have to come up to some kind of a consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, who 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 would be your MVP of the movie? Uh, we're talking. To, we're talking about the actor, right? Yeah. Not, a, not a character. Yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's got to be Hugh Grant, yeah. right? Like he drives. That's mine too. Basically, the whole thing. That is mine as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to pitch a Bill Nighy, but he's very much like the. is very much like the secondary like you can't give it to Bill Nighy yeah. because of like just you know how many minutes he's yeah. he's got he does have that classic line which we haven't talked about it's like kids don't do drugs and it's like oh <laughs> get famous and become a rock star and, and give it to you, you. Yeah. yeah that's great that's yeah, fantastic he's definitely the most quotable I feel like yeah well, we got three votes for Hugh Grant, so you're basically already out vote. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think Hugh, Hugh Grant is, you have somebody else? is great. Um, I'm always convincible. I mean, probably not in this case. I did also write down Emma Thompson just for, for th- one scene. Yeah. yeah. She's so, she's, I mean, she's just, like I said. Yeah. Like, it is I, literally Meryl, Emma Thompson, I'll Helen Mirren. Like, there, there is, there is a, a small class of women. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I had Liam Neeson as well, just because it was, ref- like I said, refreshing to see him, like, yeah, totally yeah. different. He's yeah. quietly kind of like a good, solid, like, comedic, like, lighter, fair actor, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I also, um, I liked, uh, what's the kid's name? Tom- Thomas, uh. Sarston? Yeah. I thought he good did. Good kid actor. Good yeah. kid yeah. actor. Good, and Heathrow Airport is massive. Mm-hmm. So he... He had a lot of endurance running through that whole thing. <laughs> Didn't me? even break a sweat. Uh, drums. Yeah, the drums. I mean, he, he was pretty good. But yeah, he's a pretty good kid actor. Grown up actor now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree. Hugh Grant just is the, like, the son in this movie. And everybody else kind of, like, moves around. Yeah. Definitely. His um his speech, like the press conference speech also. Oh yeah. Is mm-hmm. just yeah. such a like a drop a dick on a moment. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's oh, it's so good. Great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it yeah, he does that and then it's immediately followed by the dance scene. Yeah. yeah. So it's oh, like yeah, yeah. two like back to back like great 
like a, a good like physical like performance and then like a good Absolutely. like just like kind of nailed the line and the tone and everything yeah. like that so he's yeah. in control of his craft like yeah. we talked about earlier that he's been perfecting for 10 years yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just got my notes back because she only had my phone so I forgot oh, to mention that this is one of my favorite scenes speaking of like Hugh Grant and everything when they go the family everybody they go to the pageant that octopus getting out yes. of the car <laughs> Yes. Like, just maneuvering no. around is so funny. I, like, almost peed my pants. I was laughing so hard at that scene. I thought They're it was... Having oh, yeah. this, like, touching moment. And right, then and then... Pans out. We're here! And then, like, the like all, like, the arms are going, and I just thought it was so funny. Um, so I thought there was just, yeah, a lot of, like, natural humor, too, yeah. to a lot of, like, Hugh Grant, mm -hmm. um, which is always what he brings to the yeah. table, so... Right. <laughs> He's, um, I used to call him British Jeff Goldblum, uh, because they used to have the same, ah, uh, yes, uh, well, you know, um, like, right. like, yeah. really yeah. the very same thing, uh, but it's crazy how, like, in the, like, basically, I feel like from this on, like, nowadays, he's, like, always, if he's in a movie, he's always, like, right there in that echelon of, like, supporting actor nominations, like, even in, like, in something like fucking Paddington, like, they're like, Hugh Grant's a national treasure, and it's like, <laughs> it's, like, We've gotten to that point with him, and he's it's deserved. Yeah. yeah. Um, LVP. I have a list. <laughs> I always have a list, but I'm curious to see where we would start I, with. I have a nomination. Yeah, please. Andrew Lincoln. He's on my list and for a couple of reasons. Andrew Fluttlebuck. <laughs> <laughs> we have I to mean, put it on the the disappointment list. of like the cards. To your point, thinking they're going to be significant and being actually this like really creepy moment, and he also is just like. So one note the entire movie. He mm -hmm. just like he's just brooding. This, yeah, he's brooding and he just is like totally inward, but like I don't know, it's kind of a cop out for like what his character is like supposed to be having this like internal conflict and right. I don't know. He he would be my number one vote as well because even while being one note, and this might be the walking dead bias of it all for me, like I, I try same thing with January Jones take everything in the past and put it away, but I can't help but see the same flaws in people <laughs> from before. Like, he's just not a good actor. Yeah. And, and even while being inward, he's still very spastic and overacting. Like, even something as, which should be subtle, because really up until she goes to the wedding video, you don't know why he kind of is acting the way mm -hmm. that he did, right. is. And as soon as you see why, because he's obsessed with her, uh -huh. then you, it puts the whole rest of the performance in uh, in retrospect as being really bad. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he's been so, like, blunt and mean and, like, a certain way with her to, like, I guess how he has to fucking cope with her or whatever. Um, right, so he doesn't let on to his best yeah, friend. Yeah, like, all of his facial expressions know? are just, like... Dude, like, have a, a smidgen of yeah. subtlety to you. Even when he's, like, storming out of his, like, studio, once, like, the big discovery, he, like, stops and, like, yes. he's, like, throwing his hands and uh -huh. crouching down and, yeah. like, scaring passerbyers. It's like... Yeah. That was yeah. exactly yeah. when I wrote him down, was yeah. for that moment. Yeah. And it was just like... Yeah, With Andy blaring in the background. <laughs> <or what's it? laughs> you had to make it a deal. Uh, yeah, I, I can't get over... So, I don't think this movie is actually as popular as we think it is because, like, if people actually knew... Like, like what that card scene was about. Yeah. I don't think people would actually. Yeah, it's not romantic. Use, like, it's yeah. not like Kira Knight. I feel like does a good job of like how a person would handle that, but yeah. there's not no, even. No, she doesn't. The, well, at the end, she the, goes the, and the kisses. No, no, no. Him the her facial so at the door, the, her running for the kiss. No, absolutely yeah. not. But like her facial expressions of like 
handling that. Like, had it ended there, I would have been okay with it. Because I felt like mm-hmm. she handled it great. She still let him down easy. And then when he run off and fucking kiss him, it's just yeah. like, oh my fucking God. Like, kill me with a fucking spoon. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, it's not a healthy thing to, like, meme and repeat <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> yeah. uh, and his performance does not help at all. So that, that would be my number one. I have two other ones. If anyone can tackle them and, and make a case as to why they earned it, uh, I was thinking about this too. And I, I think ultimately this might be kind of a, a unpopular one, but I was going to give it to Colin Firth um, because he has been in other movies and has been so good and yeah. has been such a central, you know, like strong actor. Mm-hmm. Um, to see him in this role, where like a lot of the delivery is just like very flat. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is his brother cheating on yeah. I, I, his I, wife cheating I think on a lot of it might be like, and again, I don't know how this was filmed, but like as an actor, the majority of his scenes are him talking to someone, and they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. So like most of his lines are him like kind of either talking in broken or like caveman sounding English and stuff like that, and then like everything else is just so, just yeah, kind of flat. And so I don't know. And then. At the end, that kiss is just terrible. <laughs> like, so, just for that like, kiss alone. Yeah, like, I, I think just because we have, it's kind of like how the mighty have fallen kind of thing with him, like, because sure. he's been in other really good things, obviously, um, that he just kind of tanked this one, I think. I definitely was more engaged with the person that wasn't speaking English, which isn't a, isn't right, a good yeah. sign. <laughs> um, but Everyone, you're going to wake up. Sorry. Sorry. Really sorry. <laughs> um, he, uh, we still need to project for the podcast. Um, he, to me, he felt like he was doing like a Hugh Grant impression in other romantic yeah. comedies. Is yeah. doing that like bumbly, awkward uh-huh. British yeah. guy. Right? Yeah. So he wasn't on my list, but I do he definitely was my problem that. with yeah. that story. Yeah. Um, Samantha. Um, I, I agree. I also didn't like the guy who played Colin, the guy who yeah. worked for the yeah. set. The gangly, awkward ginger. He reminded me of Matthew Lillard. Yeah, oh like a British Matthew. Lillard. Like a British Matthew that, Lillard. I think so. Yeah, so I, I didn't, I didn't, I just maybe because I didn't like the storyline and everything. Mm-hmm. I just was like, this guy sucks. Him and Andrew Lincoln were the inverse for me. Where as soon as Colin was on the screen, I immediately wrote him down. I was like, I don't like this guy. And over time, he like he wore me down. I was like, well, he still sucks. But maybe it's a story. Whereas Andrew Lincoln, I was like, all right, give him some time because I know like this is going to turn out to be this like impressive romantic thing. And then it happened. I was like, oh, this guy can go eat a dick. Sure, um, sure. So like, that's why I ultimately went. But those were my top two. My third, of course, is January Jones because I don't even see how she ever has been in front of a camera ever. And she just keeps getting work. Uh, she's so bad. She's I guess so I haven't I haven't watched Mad Men, Mad Men, so I don't know. So the her best is on Mad Men. Like, okay. by far. But oh, she's okay. still... And a lot of that is also the way her character's written. Did you see the it's X-Men? X-Men First Class? First Class? Yeah. She, she was yeah. the dime... The she was uh, Emma Frost. Emma Frost? Oh. She is turned into one a of the most boring performances I've she ever seen. She was better seen. as a diamond. <laughs> uh, so I'm always biased against her. But I, I think we got it. I, it's, yeah. and, it's Andrew Lincoln. It is, yeah. And... I... I don't see that, like, for both of them, we just talked about, I don't see what other people see. Like, I, I'll give people plenty of chances. Like, eight years on Walking Dead, and it's just, like, you just don't get better. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, I don't see how I, we watched that show as long as we did. 
with him at the helm. We didn't watch much of it, but he was kind of the same, like brooding and like yeah, pensive. Yeah. And... I think we watched it more for the supporting cast. I think uh-huh. Walking Dead was like, yes, it's centered on him, but everyone else was oh, really yeah. good. Oh, no one's going to turn on the Walking Dead like, yeah, let me get some Anthony Lincoln. Like, yeah. yeah, no, it's not, yeah. not going to be like that. But <laughs> I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm glad. Like, I love the comics. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. read all of the comics, but we stopped watching the show. When you were pregnant, when I was Jillian. pregnant because I couldn't handle it. Well, so <laughs> and that's with the Negan stuff, and it's like you, yeah, it was the Negan stuff, this. right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. But yeah, like that's what I would watch for. Like the, I feel like that's a much more charismatic story to begin with. Jillian, Jillian. <laughs> it's okay. He has a sound machine. He's okay. It's okay. It's okay, baby. You're clamoring in there. Yeah, like, you're making noise. What are you doing? Are you making a souffle? What is that? <laughs> um, She's playing with his stacking cups. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else we didn't really d- discuss. I think we, we pretty much hammered everybody in terms of... Uh, we didn't talk about Kiernally's, like performance. I think she, like, she was... We didn't really talk about Alan Rickman too much either, but he, yeah, I think he, did, he did a good job. He was of, solid. Like, yeah. It's Rickman. If you get a bad Rickman credit, <laughs> yeah. something weird has happened. I just yeah. watched... Uh, it's very rare I watch like movies outside of this nowadays, unless like, there's on TV. But mm-hmm. when I was... Uh, doing some writing and saying we gone to bed I just fucking put Die Hard on because uh-huh. I hadn't seen it like in 10 or 15 years uh-huh. and I just watched it and I was like god damn I could I would here's a, just an overarching question for everybody it's totally unrelated to Love Actually but I'm making this is there ever been a movie that you wish you've been able to go back in time and see like when people saw it first like I would have killed to like watch Die Hard in theaters as like everyone experiences like Alan Rickman for the first time uh-huh. same thing with like um a more recent example is like when Get Out came out is when yeah. Sam was pregnant so I never got to see Get Out in a theater yeah, when no one else knew what was going on right 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 do you guys have a movie like that where like you wish you could like go back and see as everyone saw for the first time I've heard like I've heard Jaws was cool yeah. like at the time especially for people who hadn't like experienced like the beach or open water before um I don't for some reason Ferris Bueller's Day Off like came to mind. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> my my mom tells a story at like the very end, you know, like the after credit scene where he's mm-hmm. like, Why are you still here? She was waiting for my dad who had gone to the bathroom and she was still there in an empty theater. So she was like He's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably why it came to mind. Oh but... that's cool. That's cool. And now it's common, so like today, uh, we forgot to talk about it up front. We know we do a bonus episode. Uh, normally up front we talk about if we've seen something new. We saw Spider Man No Way Home today. Which we will not get into because you guys haven't seen it, and it's been two days. I mean, despite the fact that it's the second biggest opening day of all time in the middle of a fucking pandemic, wow. it's impressive. Um, but it was great, and we of course stayed through as you do for Marvel movies. You uh-huh. stayed through all the credits, and like Jillian didn't even. I was worried. Like we'd seen two Marvel movies with her, and we'd stayed through. And I felt like both times she kind of got antsy, but this time she was just like. Sitting like, yeah, we gotta wait, let's yeah. go. What, what, what's coming up? What's, I, you know, give me 10 minutes. But uh-huh. back then it was like, that was like, no, unusual, no, so unusual. Yeah. yeah. Well, we used to do it all the time when we worked at the theaters. Like, if people were staying in, like, people would get mad if we came to, like, turn mm-hmm. the lights off to clean the theaters. And we're like, there's nothing here. And I'm like, you can't do that because people yeah. will legitimately get mad because right. they have an expectation. Yeah. That there's something there. Yeah. Um, Jaws is a, a good one. I would still, there's still some movies that, like, I've never seen in theaters despite the fact that I've seen them, but I would still like to see yeah. on like a big screen yeah. Jaws is, is one. That's definitely one. Uh, Samantha? Tim? Um, 
I think mine would be like Rocky Horror mm. Picture Show. Oh, like I know be... I've done like the midnight shows and stuff, but You're my just by yourself probably <laughs> the thing tanked. No, I would be sitting next to my mother. Oh yeah. <laughs> my mom is a huge Rocky Horror fan, and she was there in the early days, and she was doing all the interactive mm-hmm. stuff and everything. And I think that would just be so cool to like. Now it's like a thing, but before it was a thing. Like being part of creating it, um, I think would be really cool. Or even like um, Clue. I don't know. I love Tim Curry. Um, <laughs> even like Clue when it first came out, and you had to go see like multiple times, multiple times to see like all the different endings uh, and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I think that would be cool. That's why I want to go to these midnight cat showings because I want to be part of the group of people that's making for decades upon decades. That's been all for this week. <laughs> <laughs> But no, you make a good point. Like the people that saw Rocky Horror, you know, early, that were the ones that created, like, you know, same people that like that saw the room and like started throwing the footballs and like, right, right. like building that experience for decades. I want to do that for cats and like, you know. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna be the only. You're gonna be sitting in the Me theater and by Rich yourself. Will be there and no, they show it like every weekend in Chicago now. It's great. Cool. Yeah. Have fun moving to Chicago by yourself. <laughs> Tim. Besides uh, Arthur Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Magic. Everybody's sobbing in the... Uh, I think, like, just, like, the first screening of, like, some classic, like, horror movies, because I feel like there are some that have, like, never been done like that, like the original Halloween, like, when it first came out. Um, even, like, Scream, like, when it first came out, I'm sure, was, like, just so, like, jarring for audiences. Yeah. Like, how, how meta it was, it, like, kind of made fun of the mm-hmm. whole, like, genre itself. Uh, like, Friday the... 13th and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street like all Maybe that stuff like, like that. jump scares in a crowd is fun yeah oh, well, yeah. especially yeah, like, back then in like the like, 70s 80s yeah, 90s yeah. like when it was still kind of becoming its own thing I'll never forget I don't think we own it so we probably will never do it on the podcast but uh, again when I was we were in Gainesville at this point uh, and I work in the theater so I would see everything we uh, me and Rich went to go see The Strangers that oh, like yeah. creepy like uh-huh. home invasion kind of yeah. horror movie and we saw like Friday night opening, it was basically sold out, uh-huh. and like every little thing, like made people like go crazy. So like when the record drops and Liv Tyler's like going to the drawer mm-hmm. and like she opens a drawer to like get a knife, the drawer opens and like the three people behind us were like, oh, they're like, what's gonna be the fucking drawer? <laughs> right? Like, did you not know what the movie like? It's not like little people like jumping out of like, what are you doing? <laughs> like that environment is what yeah. I definitely miss. Like, yeah, we wanted like there's no way with a five to go to like the midnight showing or uh-huh. like a Thursday showing of Spider Man. Right, but like there was nothing like being the first people at the same time yeah. to see everything. But like yeah. like at dark, like with Dark Knight. Yeah, well, like that, you saw it and I worked it. So yeah, but like I, I took off because like I need to be yeah. like, with everybody else at yeah. midnight, the people that got it. Um, and that's why I want movies to fucking not die. Like, mm-hmm. like We want her to work in a movie theater. Like we both worked in a theater, so like... I just told her yesterday when she was... Uh, I forget what we were doing. You were watching Aladdin. I was out. Yeah, we're watching online, but I forget how it came up. Where I was like, Julie, you know, I used to work. I think it was something on TV. Or I was like, me and mommy saw that in theater together for like the first time. And like, you know, we were just met each other. Um, we were working in the theater. We could go for free. And I was like, you can go see movies for free. You should work at the movies. And she was like, her eyes lit up. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're only um 10 years. <sighs> 10 years. Julie, you're going to have a job in 10 years. She did not like that. Anything else on Love Actually? 
We hit a lot. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Just go watch that Colin Firth kiss again. <laughs> I may I may try to and isolate it on YouTube and link it in the description. <laughs> on top of um, the arrest warrant for you apparently going to tackle Cameron Diaz. and <laughs> I'm not going to tackle Cameron Diaz. She's just terrible. <laughs> What's your favorite Cameron Diaz performance? Uh, the mask. Yeah, that's everyone. That's, that's everyone. Because favorite. yeah, yeah, because it came out I think in like '98 or something. Yeah, it was really probably even earlier than '94. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that was like the first time I was like, "Oh man, girls." <laughs> She's very attractive. Uh, what do you like? What? What do you do? Hit yourself in the face? What are you doing? <laughs> are you playing charades? What is this? Are you worried about Reed? She wants you to go with her. I have to come with you. Okay, you, you guys... Uh, uh, what is happening, Julian? Talk about Cameron Diaz for a second. <laughs> so, Cameron Diaz, what is happening? She just wanted to show you that? She wants you to play with her? No, I'm recording my podcast. Real quick, I actually... Uh, like, one of the things I was, like, finding out when I was, like, doing some research on this movie is, like, all the scenes that kind of, like, bookend it. So, like, all the, like, random people, like, embracing at Heathrow Airport uh-huh. or something like that. Because it was filmed in 2003 or 2002 or whatever, like so close to 9-11, apparently, like, what they did is they had random people with cameras that were, like, just taking this kind of, like, like, body cam, almost like footage. Yeah. And then, like, anything that was, like, good, they, like, approached the people and were like, hey, you know, they showed them the footage and, like, hey, can we use this for this movie, blah, 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 blah. Um, and you think, you know, based on how it's edited and everything like that, it's like all this is happening at the same airport. Apparently it took them like two weeks to shoot all that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to get, you know, what, 20 people embracing or something like that at the airport. And that's like the busiest international airport in the Uh, world, I believe. Yeah, because I'm sure like post 9-11 at an airport, everyone was not... Smiling and laughing. Right, right, right. Yeah, like, yeah, I need to get out of here as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. I need to make eye contact with nobody. Like, yeah, absolutely. So let's score it. So we score it on a scale of 1 to 10. Uh, you, okay. can get, you can go halves if you'd like. <clears throat> okay. um, again, those at the guests go first. So, Allie, what's your score yeah. for Love Actually? 1 uh, to 10. 8 and a half. 8.5 for Allie. Tim? I'm going to go 7.5. 7.5. Samantha? Oh, um. She was mad. I saw that look too mad at you. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to give this movie uh, an eight. Okay. I thought it was, it was good. It's got a lot of heart. Because love is actually yeah. all around. Yeah. Um, I, I will definitely give Tim Alley credit for raising my score throughout the course of the podcast, which does, ha- does happen rarely because Samantha's just unconvincing um, most of the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely is it just thinking about it and talking about it has grown on me. Um, the, the positives far outweigh the negatives, um, and it's got some killer performances. Uh, am I too loud again, and I'm disturbing your yoga? No? Can you talk? <laughs> can this wait, like, five minutes? Uh, it can. Go. Thank you. I'm going to give it a seven. I knew that. I put that in there. I knew you. <laughs> I, was originally, I originally was a six and a half, but I, I'm giving the extra half point just for the fact that now it's rewatchable to see Colin Firth. <laughs> Swing and miss on a kiss. It's so bad. <laughs> it's really bad. So are we seven point sure seven five total? For are the we movie. sure it was his fault? Yeah. Yes. It looks like she's giving yeah, it her all, man. And he's it, just it, totally it worse. Like as it. Yeah, progresses. he's just totally tanking it. And like he does some weird stuff with his hands too. Like, <laughs> he's I, a, he's like, a weird guy. I don't know if that was like the first take, and they're like, you know what, we're good, man. 
It's like when Clint Eastwood directs the movie, like yeah. he only does one take of everything. It's like, Clint, are you sure? This is a baby doll, and I didn't do really good. Bradley, we're moving on. <laughs> we, only got, we only got two days in Portugal. <laughs> well, let's just wrap it up, all right? Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. I, I don't know if he watched it and was like, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah, go ahead and... Where is he from? Put it to press. Solid color. Tim is horrible at accents. I'm horrible at accents. Oh, let's have a let's let's have a battle here. I have to do impressions with with Uncle Tim. Let's go. Well, I mean, the one everyone knows me for is Beetlejuice. What are you laughing at me for? Hey, you're my kid. You know that, right? You're little Beetlejuice. Can you Beetlejuice? I'm Beetlejuice, but you know one could really do Beetlejuice. Go. Julie, stop. I can't, I can't channel the Beetlejuice. Should I try to do Kira Knightley? Oh, sure. Do, do Julian. Do, do whoever you normally try to... Why do you have to do an under, a huge underbite like that? That's her, that's her face is like. Yeah. I can't... Hold. You're like... It's you're, all of me. It's all, all, the, all the footage is of me. I didn't think you even liked me. It reminds me of the pigeon lady from Home Alone too. Wow. Jack Sparrow. Hey, because of, because of Tim, take Kira Knightley off my list. If, if I got the opportunity, then I would just see Tim doing that mouth thing. Uh, yeah. Well, now I feel much better about everything I've ever done on this show. Okay, good. <laughs> I need it. I'm here to lift you up. That's amen. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, to go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe every get your podcast. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Uh, for the next couple weeks, next week, last episode of 2021, we're watching Samantha's nominated movie, Snowpiercer. Have you guys ever seen Snowpiercer before? Oh my god. Oh, Riley so got super excited. Oh. Neither one of us has seen it before, so we are excited. I really want to watch this show. You gotta get Ali's brother. That's like... <laughs> That's another story. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, uh, we'll make sure to touch base. We'll be watching it before the uh, New Year's party, so that'll be, that'll be fun. And then we're gonna be starting 2022 off, of course, with our awards nomination show, and then we got... Queued up uh, Life Aquatic. We got Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Wow. Um, that's my birthday movie. I picked that one. Um, uh, what else? My Blueberry Nights. My Blueberry Nights. Uh, and in January, we don't know the movie we'll be doing with him yet, but we can announce our January guest star will be uh, Robert Calamberti. will be joining oh, us on the show in January, uh, just in time for Royal Rumble season, uh, because uh, he may love the Royal Rumble almost as much as I do. For me, you can find me at your host, Mom, 38 on Instagram. Uh, also, my, uh, my virtual wrestling diary, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle, where I am <laughs> almost, almost, almost If you say done you're still in 1995, I'm going to... With the year 1995. Oh, my God. Uh, I believe when you're hearing this, I, it's uh, In Your House 4, a you... show so bad, Vince McMahon immediately threw his headset off as soon as the main event was over on live television. Uh, so that's what I'm going through right now. Uh, Samantha? At Jam with your Sam. Perfect. Uh, guess anything you'd like to, to plug or where people can find you if you want to be found? Um, I think I'm on at TMJAND at uh, Instagram. I think that's my at email. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, at Instagram.net. Do you have an email you'd like to share? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no Portman twos for the people? Okay, perfect. I'm in a few defunct bands that are on Spotify, but they've all been, they've all been broken up. 
Way to go, Yoko. (laughs) (laughs) I had to check. I'm at AllieJean7. Nice. And you post way more than me. I do. Yeah, you just copy what she does. Yeah, that's the easiest thing. The only reason Samantha knows her Instagram is because she posts like once every quarter. And because she came up with the name through this show because I made fun of her for doing it. Nice. (laughs) What? I see, and I told you we were going to fall. Jillian. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You're going to. Yeah. Be in trouble. Yeah, and that chair almost fell on me. I would have laughed. <laughs> and it would have been recorded. And then I, then I go to DCF. And then what's going to happen then? Um, Love Actually is all over oh. <laughs> For Samantha and Tim and Allie. Uh, so I'm setting up for Podswall, but what am I doing? I don't know. For Mullet. <laughs> this is Mullet. And the Andersons. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on... Someone's couch. That sounds sexy. Slash the movies. (laughs) I almost still said swogging off. That's how we sound at the pod swogger. We're swogging off. I know, I know. A group of guys, dicks are still funny. Right, exactly. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.